Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Providing you with the tools, knowledge, skills, and power to advance your career, grow your business, and build a better future for your community. We are the Tourism Academy. Welcome to Business Class. Today's guest is George Averbeck. Averbeck. All right, so do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm George Averbeck. Uh, I'm from Wisconsin originally. I've lived in Flagstaff since 1973, and I worked at Grand Canyon my first summer here, and um, I actually worked for the company that was called Fred Harvey. The concessionaires have changed several times over Uh the years up at the South Rim of the Grand Canyon and the North Rim. Um, It's currently, I think, Zantara. And, uh, you know, it's really amazing being in a community with uh, an attraction like Grand Canyon here. That's always been a primary function of Flagstaff is to uh, uh, to entertain people from that are coming and going from the South Rim. Um, I worked up there for a little while in, in a gift shop. That was pretty wild. Back in the day, you don't even know how terrifying it was for a guy from Wisconsin to have three bus loads of Japanese people pull in and all walk into the gift shop that you were one of two clerks behind the counter. (laughs) (laughs) They would just grab handfuls of souvenirs, postcards, and how many postcards do you have? 20? 10? And they just nod their heads. They don't know what you're saying in English. (laughs) It was pretty cool summer, you know, up there. But I moved down to Flagstaff after about a year and a half up there. That was, uh, wasn't really my cup of tea, you know, and I wanted to go to continue my college education. So, oh, that's what I did. I went to Northern Arizona University and educated myself here. Uh, it was affordable to go to college back then. That was in the 70s. <laughs> It was affordable to about mid-80s, you know. There was 8,000 students at NAU. Now there's 8,000 parking spots (laughs) and 30,000 students. Yeah, the whole uh, Western experience has just gone crazy, really. What's the biggest change that you've seen? We've had uh, 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 unregulated growth. And uh, we are now experiencing six and eight story buildings in Flagstaff that they call, uh, the Chamber of Commerce likes to call them the uh, uh, employee housing. And I like to call them the student housing. <laughs> so it's tough stuff. And it's $800 a month. And there's the, the, the jobs here do not support the... Uh, the lifestyle that everybody wants to live in Flagstaff. It's expensive 
because we're at 7,000 feet, it's not 110 degrees every day mm -hmm. like Phoenix. So everybody from Phoenix comes up and visits with us, which is good. You know, we're happy to welcome them. And uh, this retail thing evolved out of my need to sell my artwork. That's how I do it. I blow glass, I make artwork, and I sell it here in my own store. There's a couple other galleries uh, in the area. I'm in the Sedona Art Center. I'm at the Lowell Observatory. I'm at the Museum of Northern Arizona. Um, they're all uh, support for me to sell my artwork. So it's a podcast. People can't see your artwork. How would you describe it? Colorful. If you know a little bit about glass blowing, there's about uh, 52,000 uh, uh, of those uh, videos on uh, YouTube. Just look up glass blowing. I make wine glasses. I make uh, drinking utensils. I make lighting for <laughs> for houses and stuff like that. Um, and I make uh, you know the difference between a vase and a vase. No, about fifty bucks. <laughs> That's the oldest glass blower's joke out there, just about. So um, I, I I went to school in North Carolina. And I helped with the uh, Somerville art workshops in Vail, Colorado for five, six years. Um, I, I tried to blow glass in Santa Fe, but that was, uh, that was pretty tough stuff over there. You know, when you ask somebody, I'd like to display my artwork in your gallery, and they say, well, we're accepting applications for two years from now. <laughs> That, that's disheartening because you have rent to pay and, and everywhere the rent's gone up. The rent's gone up, you know, the food's expensive, everything. Yeah. yeah. What's the most kind thing anybody has done for you? Bought my artwork? <laughs> I, I don't know, you know. I mean, I've had a few people support me. I've had people... Uh, specifically asked for me to participate in projects. Uh, some people at Northern Arizona, um, when they were doing some work, uh, industrial work over there, actually solicited me for a bid, and I got it. And my glass is hanging in the restaurant over there. Very nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, Flagstaff's a wonderful place. It's just growing. And, you know, it used to be that, uh, well, one thing that's missing right now is some of the Europeans aren't coming as much as they used to. Mm. On an average day downtown, I'd meet Italians and I'd meet people from Germany. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's a great, great place. You know, it's like a little piece of Boulder, Colorado that chipped off. But if you've been to Boulder lately, you know, the, <laughs> the home of the million-dollar houses, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I used to get on the train, and we'd go to the beach in California. You get on the train here at 9 o'clock at night, and you're uh, in Laguna Beach at 8 in the morning. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fun. And you can travel different ways. I made the mistake of getting on a Greyhound bus one time and going to Wisconsin to see my mom and dad. It was 54 hours. 
I got snowed in in Cheyenne, Wyoming. That was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. Where's your favorite place to visit now? You know, I like, I personally like going uh, on the plane. I like Chicago. I like uh, Portland. Um, I like to go to Seattle, of course, because of the glass influence. Mm -hmm. um, but those guys, you know, they're in a different world. You don't just walk into Dale Chihuly's studio and say, hi, I'm a glass blower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just all kind of look at you like, what? We have about 20 of those a day. Get out of here. <laughs> Get in line. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, no, one of the hardest things for me here in Flagstaff is finding employees to help me. And people that are interested sincerely in, in working and learning about the glass, I'm willing always to, to do that. But I have probably 10 people a week that say, wow, George, will you teach me how to blow glass? And I'm like, well... Uh, what are you doing this summer? Well, I'm going to be here for two months, and then I'm leaving on a road trip. And it's like, well, I can't teach you anything in two months. Really? I can teach you how to make hooks for Christmas balls. That's about it. And how not to get burned. Yeah, exactly. Um, to sincerely get an education in glass, I spent like 10 years pursuing it. And I went to different schools. And... Uh, I remember driving one time, I turned left here in Flagstaff, and five days later, I turned left in Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> and, yeah, 200 dead armadillos, 100 firework stands, and a huge double-wide billboard of Jesus <laughs> with his arms outspread. And uh, it said, Jesus is coming. <laughs> I, wow. You know, I didn't have my cell phone. They didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> you know, uh, another good story is uh, a friend of mine that came to the bar. We all used to have a beer after work. And he walked in and rang the little bell and said, Hey, I sold two houses over the fax machine today. <laughs> Northridge earthquake. Mm -hmm. And people were coming. That was one of the first ones. There was a couple of big fires. Then there was another earthquake. And now there's no water. So they're coming. You know, I know people here in Flagstaff that got burned up. I mean, their house was down to the foundation. And it's just sort of a sad thing about the, uh, the West. Uh, as Jim Morrison said, the West is best. But it's changing. Yeah. It's changing big. So what advice would you have for a tourist or, or a tour group that might want to experience the West? Well, coming to places like Flagstaff, um, you'll have memorable occasions. We still have about 50% of our uh, industry in Flagstaff are nice people. They have had hotels and restaurants and they've been here and they know you know the new people that are coming in the, the parking meters the just different economy that exists now that's a challenge you know um, 
selling plastic keychains is so much different than selling a glass paperweight or a piece of jewelry. And I've had people try to sell me jewelry they said they made, and I can see the stamp on the back of it, you know. There's very few rules right now, and Flagstaff's one of the more honest and loving, kind communities. You can fly in here, you can take the train in here. We have uh, buses, all kinds of stuff, so. And what is, as far as the business is concerned, and running a business like yours, like the gallery here, um, what does tourism mean to well, it's to our, you and to it's our everything. lifeblood. It's our lifeblood. Um, about 80% of our businesses walk in uh, tourism right off the sidewalk. People that we've been, even since you set up here this morning, mm. I'm from Kentucky, I'm from Mississippi, I'm from North Carolina. I got a guy that wants to buy five lampshades. He's building a house in Asheville, North Carolina. That's a reverse direction, sort of. He moved out here. He's got four of my lampshades right now in his living room mm. and, and over his wet bar and stuff. And he's going to continue the tradition. <laughs> I don't know if it's the drinking tradition or George's lampshades <laughs> tradition, but I'm, in, I'm thrilled. Yeah. You know, uh, supply chain, that's a tough one. We've called and asked for uh, just the track lighting for our gallery. The guy said three months. Okay, uh, should have been three weeks. You know uh, what? Uh, there's stuff sitting on boats off the coast of L.A. We're 500 miles from L.A. You think it'd be here in a day or two? You know, uh, we ship some furniture uh, back to the Midwest. And it took three and a half months. We couldn't find it. No, it was a pretty reputable uh, mm-hmm. American van lines. Hmm. Everybody knows, sees their trucks. Yeah. Well, there's no drivers. There's the freeways. Are, there's just stuff going on, man. There's too many people, sort of. I don't know, you know, coming to a nice place like Flagstaff, uh, you can find work if you're educated. But for the, 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 the bundles and bundles of people that aren't so good on, on uh, the process of uh, training for a job or getting skills or having a clean resume, it's all mixed up. Yeah. What's, um, what's, the favorite pe- what's your favorite piece of art that you've created? Oh... Out of necessity, I turned everything into uh, functional and utilitarian mm-hmm. objects. Okay. So I make um, wine glasses and I make oil bottles. And if you, you know, the, a decorative vase, uh, you know, when you make a big bowl or a vase or a platter or something like that, well, 20 years ago when I first started blowing glass, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was about right. Uh, I was almost said 40 years ago. <laughs> but I'm only... Yeah. Um, it's the affordable income. 
that exists to support you or an educational venue, you know, uh, that, that, that'll help support you. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, when there was 8,000 students here in Flagstaff, uh, there wasn't uh, 8,000 customers, you know? So yeah. it was kind of a strange place. But I found my way, and we built. That's probably the most important thing is that this community, what's left of it, because a lot of people have left, they've moved. Mm. You know, when the property values here went from $200,000 for a house to three seventy-five dollars or four hundred dollars because of the Northridge earthquake and stuff, because everybody was just buying them up, and then it jumped, and then it's, you know, and now uh, buddies that said, you know, hey, I sold my house for $1.5 million, and I'm moving. And I said, where are you moving to? You know, some people go south, some people go north, some people go home to where they came from. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, they're all targets, you know. Where are you looking forward to going to? Well, we found a place in Wisconsin that's, I'm not ashamed to say, two blocks from the Mississippi River. I want to go fishing. I'm looking at a retirement program. Well, uh, if we can wrap up with one question, what's, what piece of advice would you give to somebody who's looking to be an artist in a, in a tourism-related community? Wow. Um, spend time working in your community. So it sounds weird, but maybe go to city council meetings. Pay attention. Don't just walk around with your man bun or your pur- purple hair or whatever. Just, you know, I mean, be part of the environment. What a good advice. Isn't it? Hey, yeah. I know you. I love you. I love you. Thank you. See? <laughs> See, we all love each other, but, you know, yeah, I don't. Eat too many gummy bears. <laughs> at once. <laughs> Not at once. Well, on that note, thank you, George. Business Class is powered by Group Travel Odyssey. Group Travel Odyssey consolidates human resources, marketing, sales, tour operations, tour accounting, supplier management, and on-the-road management in one convenient, easy-to-use package. Improve your team's efficiency with continually updated supplier information and pricing right at your fingertips. Group Travel Odyssey, business without boundaries.